Hi everyone and welcome back to the podcast. So in this episode we're going to discuss compost tea. This is a more of a practical episode. So we're going to talk about what is compost tea and how to make your own compost tea to use in your garden. So I look forward to sharing that with you and I'll see you in the episode. So the big question is this. How do we live in more sustainable and regenerative ways? How can we tap into the ancient secrets of living in harmony with the sacred nature of life? How do we embody the interconnected web of life that thrives in abundance within each of us? That is the question, and this podcast will explore the answers. My name is Craig Hubbard, and welcome to Shambhala Living. Hi everyone, and welcome back. So today in this episode is more of a practical one and it was inspired by a question um, that I got from one of our course members and she was asking about compost tea. So I thought we could do a whole episode. I did a short answer on that but I thought well let's do a longer answer and even better than that let's actually do a like let's go into the the booklet that we use in the course and i'll share with you um, the whole lesson from that or at least uh, the main theory part of this lesson so this is out of our workbook from our our course our growing course this is in module seven and it's lesson four and it's all about how to brew your own compost tea so first up what is compost tea? So compost tea is a bit of a misnomer. Tea is technically an infusion that requires heating up the water and boiling it and pouring it over herbs to create a healthy drink. Well, compost tea is like a healthy drink for your plants and and for the soil. So while compost tea is actually for your soil, it should really be more like compost beer because it's more about a fermentation process. It's a brewed liquid that concentrates the bacteria, the fungi, and the protozoa, and hopefully healthy nematodes into an easily easily absorbable liquid form. And then we feed that directly to our soil and also to our plants. And it's really highly nutritious for both of those. So there's two schools of thought on the brewing. One involves just a what we call a a stagnant tea or a um, non-aerated and the other one is an aerated tea so the aerated tea is based off that we're trying to brew up the living microbes the microorganisms in this mix so which means they need air so the shambhala method that we use is an aerated compost tea anything other than that i wouldn't trust because if you're not giving it air then you might be brewing up a um, a liquid that might not actually be that healthy so i'm going to walk you through what what to do and how to create an aerated compost tea so while there's only a handful of studies out there that there is thousands of of gardeners that have been using this for a long period of time and getting some really amazing results and if we could see if you had access to a, a really high-powered microscope, 400 times uh, magnification, then you would actually be able to see the life in the tea. So just kind of coming back to compost itself, it's the, 
the broken down state of anything that was living broken down into this form that is dark brown smells like the earth and if we could look at it through a microscope we would see that in just a, a small handful or a small spoonful there can be over a billion microorganisms so that's fascinating to think just how much life gives in just a, such a small amount so for those that have experienced the benefits of compost tea the results are clear and due to two things that seem to be doing really well and that is improving the nutrients in the soil uh, this seems like the most obvious benefit because it's made of the same basic ingredients as compost or made from compost or a worm casting is, is, is where we're making it from and then we're basically speeding up the process to make more of those microorganisms so we're feeding the, the microorganisms certain foods that then will breed more of those and then when we put it into the garden then those microorganisms now will live in your garden and they will create a healthy biome in your garden. We talked about biome in our guts the other day in one of the episodes and this is all about how to build up the biome which is the living organism network or ecosystem in the soil and this is one of the best ways of doing that with the uh, aerated compost tea. Um, now you might have seen things like worm juice or worm wee all these kind of different names worm leachate and that's basically having a worm farm and then the liquid that comes out the bottom of the worm farm some people will use that if it's your own worm farm and you trust that worm farm and it smells kind of good meaning it smells like it doesn't smell off and yuck it just smells earthy and and rich if you know what a worm farm should smell like then you could use that but my preference is that you then use that or you actually put the liquid back through the top and you actually use the castings the brown material which is akin to compost and you use that in your compost tea and then we're going to aerate that and feed that life up and brew it up so how long does it take to make to brew up some compost tea it, uh, it only takes about 24 to 36 hours to make the, the compost tea we don't want to go further than that because then we start seeing the dying off of the microbes and then you get a, a different form of life starting to form which is not what we want to create in our tea and also if we if they the microbes eat up all of the um the oxygen and the the food then we start if we're not using the aerator especially we start getting an anaerobic anaerobic conditions that will, will be created and then we have anaerobic bacteria that will, will come out now you'll know that if you smell it and it just stinks it's 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 yuck that means you've got a lot of anaerobic bacteria in there bacteria that don't need oxygen we don't want those in our garden there is some uh, beneficial ones but they're harder to to brew up and that's for a whole nother topic and we'll talk about that in um, a topic called Bokashi one day so they're a, a beneficial version of the anaerobic but in this one we're talking about aerated bacterias and aerated fungi so aerated compost tea is also known as aerated or 
aerobic compost tea or actively aerated compost tea um, and it's exactly what it sounds like it's regular compost tea that's mixed with a lot more oxygen and the theory is that microbes will use up the the compost uh, sorry the the anaerobic the oxygen and they'll be able to produce reproduce faster and that way we can speed up the their growth cycle the oxygen is one of the limiting factors of them growing. Uh, they can grow incredibly fast if they've got the right conditions, and that is the oxygen and the food source. So the way I like to aerate my compost tea is using a fish aerator, so just a, a little tiny fish aerator. So we'll talk about the ingredients in just a moment, but we also need to so we need our fish aerator and we need a bucket. I use a, a 20 litre bucket or a five gallon bucket. A plastic bucket is fine. One of those white food grade buckets. You can either buy one new or you can often get them secondhand from, um, we get ours from the seafood store. They usually get their mayonnaise in that and so you can get them clean and they're great to reuse so have one of those you don't need to put a lid on it other but you can put a cover on it so that things don't fall in it but you don't want to stop the air getting in there so and then you'll need your inoculants or your actual compost so uh, we call it an inoculant but it's you could also just call it like a handful of compost or worm castings and that's what's going to be the basis of the life that you're then going to multiply so a good healthy diverse handful of inoculants is is really what you want to start with so the inoculants usually fall into two categories you've got your bacteria and you've got your fungi so the bacteria can fix nitrogen in the soil and they can break down inorganic soil phosphates and the fungi live with the host plants and they improve the soil conditions so long story short you need uh, you do need the inoculants if you want to have a really good compost tea, but they can come from worm cast bins or high quality compost. So you do need that from somewhere. If you don't have a compost bin yet or a, a, a worm farm, then you can buy compost or you can go to a friend's garden. If you're only halfway through your composting stage and your compost isn't finished, you don't want to make compost from half finished compost because you're going to have the wrong kind of life force to start and basically this is about magnifying or accelerating the life producing capabilities so if if your compost isn't ready you're going to have the wrong kind of microbes so you want to have a finished aged compost and a worm worm casting is my favorite because you can you know, after three months, you can be having some really great worm castings. So all compost tea follow the same basic recipes. So you need water, non-chlorinated water. So using rainwater, or if you're if you can only have access to chlorinated water, just let it sit for 24 hours to allow that chlorination to um, evaporate off. Then you need one to two cups of inoculant, either worm castings or compost. And then you need about half a cup of food source for the bacteria or the fungi. You need your five gallon or 20 litre bucket. Um, now bacteria need 
just needs really simple sugars and proteins. And usually one of the easiest sources is molasses. So really mineral rich source of unrefined sugar. So that's a great source. You can buy that in, uh, at the garden center or you can get, even get it in the, the health food center of the, the supermarket or, the, or your health food shop. Blackstrap molasses is my preference. Now fungi need more complex sugars. So some common sources are like basically fish waste. So you can buy that in a already um, prepared bottle and then also seaweed and humic acid. So if you, pref my go-to is to generally mix these together to, to go for a, a nice balance between fungi and bacteria. And I will usually, my favorite is like a molasses plus fish, sorry, molasses, seaweed, and uh, if I've got some humic acid or even some rock dust, I'll put a bit of basalt in there sometimes, but you don't need to. The main ones is molasses and seaweed. And if you've got access to some fish liquid or some rock dust, you could add that as well. So the blackstrap molasses in his one recipe that we've got in our, our lesson here, and that is, so fill your, your 20 liter bucket about three quarters. So don't overflow because it will bubble up and there'll be sort of um, overflowing over there. So have it in a spot that you can have a bit of overspill. Then have two cups of your finished organic compost or worm castings and it should smell nice like the forest floor. Uh, one tablespoon of the blackstrap molasses and one tablespoon of if you're using the um, kelp fertilizer so that's the seaweed liquid and if you you can also add in this, a teaspoon of the fish fertilizer if you're planning on using that then a five gallon bucket with a porous fabric to hold your compost so that's going to be like the filter for your your inoculant your compost so you put your compost into that stocking or even a sock that's all fine and just hang that over the edge and then uh, you need your air pump and your air stone so you can get this from an aquarium supplier a fish supplier and it doesn't you don't want like heavy heavy bubbles because that can actually disturb and and kill off some of the life of that big big bubble so you just want just like a nice soft gentle bubbling just like if you had it simmering and there was just like bubbles coming up that's enough so you put put all that together to you um if you're going to um depending on what your inoculant is i do like to put it into the sock or the the strainer into the um i've got a an actual compost tea bag that i can reuse but i have also used a stocking or a sock as well just something that will let the liquid come in and like a tea bag it, you won't clog up your whole bin your it's dipping it in there and that will be enough to let the the life in the inoculant now immerse into the liquid so you dip that into the liquid pour in all your ingredients and then turn on your air pump and you can put a cover on it so no one like like something that it can still breathe through so sometimes i'll just put a lid to the side or I might put a lid with some some holes in it or I'll put like a hessian sack over it 
just so nothing kind of flies in there and and then just let that sit for 24 hours brewing away i like to get it at about between that 24 and 36 hours so make sure you put a timer on your phone or a reminder somewhere that to go and collect it after 24 hours and before 36 hours so that's your window and then turn it all turn it off pour it into your your watering can and then you can uh, dilute that with one to four cups of so four like one one yeah one to four ratio so you don't need to don't use this straight so it, it goes a long way um, at least if you're using it straight I wouldn't pour it directly on the plant so I'd only pour it on the soil but if you want to plant pour it onto the plant leaves as well then I would dilute it down and you can go right down to one to ten for dilution and then basically just water that or spray that onto your plants and your soil and I would use that as anywhere between once a month to even once every two weeks I would do this and what you're doing then is you're bringing microbes out to your garden in a just like if you had a lot more compost and you were taking the compost and distributing it through your garden you're doing this via the liquid tea so that's this is how we do it on a larger scale with a very small amount of compost with a larger brewer we'll have a much bigger brewer so you can do the same thing in a bigger style with a bigger air tank with bigger food and a um, you know like a whole shovel load of of inoculant and then you can brew up a whole lot and we can broadcast that via backpack or via our irrigation system to the whole farm so it's our way of getting compost living organisms to a much larger area and um, it's a really exciting way to bring life back to the soil on on very large scales and all the way down to very small scales as well so if you if that sounds too hard work then you can just go for the simple method of getting some really nice compost putting it in your watering can letting it sit for a little while turning into a liquid and pouring that out into your garden uh, this way with the aerated version means you're going to basically speed it up and multiply speed up the multiplication of your microbes so you're going to get a lot more microbes via the aeration method and yeah if you want to go further into that look up elaine ingham she's fantastic on her soil food web she goes right into if you want to like buy yourself a microscope and get right into the looking at the life in the soil in the in the compost in the compost tea in the liquids you can even start brewing and feeding your compost tea to uh, attract certain things that that you need in your soil you might want more healthy nematodes you can actually feed them up by having an initial start of them from a source that you know you've got a rich source of either fungi or nematodes but generally for most um, applications i just have a nice broad balanced life spectrum meaning it's come out of a good healthy compost or worm farm and i'm just going to feed it use that recipe that I shared before which has got the blackstrap molasses 
seaweed and if you're if you want to add the extra ingredient of the fish liquid can and if you've got access to humic acid which is basically the basis of so you can get that from a gardening center that's not essential so if you can't get that don't worry and yeah this is uh, an amazing way now there is the question of how long can you store this i prefer to only make what i need for the week or for the fortnight and then i just just get rid of it all put it all through the garden if you've still got heaps left over then give it to a friend you can store it but i treat it like a living organism so i would only store it as as long as i would if i had say a fresh juice and i was going to put it in the fridge how long would you store that fresh juice for it's got no preservatives so there's it's going to go off at some point and and this compost tea will go off so that's where sometimes i i don't like buying the ones from the shop where it's like how long has this been sitting here they maybe they have a different way of preserving it i, I don't know i won't speak about that but i do know that this one is going to be living very much alive which means if you don't get it out in time it's going to run out of food and air so eventually it's going to die off and go bad so get it out into the garden and any waste any leftovers you give away or just pour into the into the soil you know disperse it as much as you can and then clean out your bucket can return the the leftover spent inoculant or compost back into the compost or into the soil doesn't matter and then clean it all out ready to go again for next fortnight or next month and you've just now uh, learned one of the secrets to bringing abundant life into your soil if you're doing this this will be how you can transform even the worst kinds of soils hard packed clay it's not the digging of your tools that will do the, the best job it's actually having life in the soil now remembering that you've put the life out but let's say you just broadcast this life out into the sand or into like a desert scenario that doesn't necessarily mean that now you've just put life out in the desert or in the sand and all of a sudden life is going to come back you have to make sure that where you put it is good for life so have you got mulch have uh, is your water getting sorry is your soil getting adequate water because remember you've just you've now just called like you've just made heaps of life you're putting it into a large into all over your garden now that life needs to make a home and it needs all the ingredients so it needs somewhere to live so it needs some soil it needs to not be dried out by the sun so it needs some mulch which is also part of its food source then what i would do i would do my inoculants every every couple of weeks and then my food i will feed the garden similar to how i fed my soil sorry my my compost tea now once a week to once a fortnight i will feed my garden with just water with with a little bit of seaweed liquid and a little bit of molasses in it and now the life that i inoculated in my garden now i'm feeding that up and i'm i'm effectively bringing them back to life 
all through the garden. So if, you, if you're doing this regularly, like you really probably only need to do this once a month, the inoculant, the compost tea, and then just make sure you're feeding that up on a fortnightly basis and you're going to have the most amazing soil as long as you're looking after the other elements of a healthy garden as well. But that is all for the compost tea. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, like always, I'd love your feedback. You can send me questions, um, feedback. If, you're, if you've tried something it's not working, yeah, I'd love to know. If it is working, let me know. And um, if you want more practical episodes like this, then yes, let me know what you're, you're looking for. Otherwise, I'll, I'll keep delivering, you know, partly philosophy and that I love talking about about Shambhala living and, and regenerative living, but also the practicalities of how to live in harmony with nature and how to actually grow food in a way that benefits the regenerative nature of, of garden and of the soil life. So thanks so much for joining me today. I hope you loved that and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Shambhala Living Podcast. If you enjoyed it, then I'd love it if you would share it with some friends and subscribe to this channel and turn on notifications so you can find out when the next podcast comes out. You can find us at Instagram at Shambhala Farm and also check out our upcoming 12-week food growing course. You can find out more details on our newsletter list or on Instagram. I'll see you on the next episode.